Good morning, City Church. This is Katherine Malinowski, bringing you what I hope is a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we all have a dream, deep down, of some game show that we think we could win. Maybe for you, it's Jeopardy or The Great British Bake Off or some other claim to greatness. For me, that show is a little competition called Taskmaster. The premise of the show is five, usually British, comedians who come together to compete in utterly silly tasks that require some out-of-the-box thinking. Being a contestant requires you to have a good mix of things, to be quick-thinking, intelligent, creative. Each task is different, so you never know what you might get stuck with. But one thing that has popped up in multiple episodes is some task that requires contestants to move large quantities of water. Inevitably, at least one of these contestants always thinks the solution is to create a siphon, which would be a fantastic idea if they actually knew how to create a siphon. Most of the time they fail, and I find my inner physics nerd yelling, lift up, the source has to be higher than the vessel receiving the water. Gravity, gravity is how a siphon works. While I know theoretically how to create the siphon, I'm not saying I would be any better at executing one under pressure. Unbelievably, when I was reading today's lectionary reading, the image of a siphon once more popped into my mind. Here's the reading from John 4, verses 1 to 15. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. There are so many different things going on in this passage. It would be impossible to cover them all in the five minutes I have with you. From Jesus's humanity, which we see in his weary approach to the well, to who the Samaritan woman is and what that means that Jesus even talks to her. But today, I want to focus on what Jesus is offering, this idea of living water. This past Saturday, I spent a lot of time talking about water at City Church's Start With Service event. In this passage, we see the fullness of Jesus as God and man. As man, he needs physical water. He needs to drink so that his earthly body can be satisfied and nourished. But as God, he offers something more than water that temporarily satisfies. He offers us living water, a spring of eternal life. When I was part of InterVarsity in college, we did this social experiment on campus. We set up a proxy station with big posters that could now be described as vision boards. We offered people a drink as they passed by, and then, while we had their attention, asked the question, what are you thirsty for? The students were then asked to stick stickers on the images of things they desired. Pictures of laughing friends, money, travel, romance. At the end of this activity, this passage was on a large poster with Jesus's words of being the living water, encouraging students to ask questions about faith. And most did. When faced with the reality that our desires may be good, but ultimately unsatisfying, most students felt the words of Christ stir at least a little curiosity in their hearts.
Jesus hits on this when he says that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. It's a true statement that shines a light on the imperfections of the comforts of this life. They are only able to offer temporary satisfaction. It's common for people to try and satisfy their God-created inner thirst through many things, or through anything except for what Jesus gives. People are naturally thirsty. They want, they long, they search, they reach, but only what Jesus gives satisfies to the deepest level of man's soul and spirit. Now, back to my imagined siphoning skills and how that all connects. If water sits too long, too still, it becomes stagnant, and stagnant water is no good. It's full of bacteria and would not be good to drink. That is why modern wells have pump systems, a process which circulates the water to prevent stagnation. When Jesus offers us the living water, he isn't just offering us a sip of water from the well. It's not a one gulp and you're done kind of situation. I imagine it to function much more like a siphon. We start the flow, so to say, by engaging with Jesus and asking for the living water. And once we do that, we get this steady stream of Christ flowing into our hearts. Our higher source of water doesn't flow because of gravity, but because of a different kind of force, the power of the Holy Spirit. And once that fountain of water is flowing in us, we get to be living springs and share it with others. Water is meant to flow. We can't stop it and let it become stagnant within us. But naturally, as the fountain of grace flows through us, we are able to share it with those around us too. Till next time, City Church, stay well and do good. Good Morning City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A dot com. And thanks for listening.